I giggled like a middle school kid every time we said choreal anus. <laughs> it just is not great. It doesn't really roll off the tongue pleasantly, if we're being honest. No, it's it's not. Hey everyone, welcome to Adapted for Your Viewing. My name is David and I watch too many movies. And my name is Amanda and I read too many books. We are brother and sister and this is our podcast for nerds where we talk too much about movies and the books they're based on. And today we are doing something different. Today we'll be taking a final lap around Pan Am by discussing The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, the prequels to the Hunger Games trilogy by Suzanne Collins. Yep. And today we are joined by some friends. Say hi, friends. And why don't you guys introduce yourself? Hello, hi, guys. <laughs> We're Paige and Lauren. Lauren, baby. We are from <laughs> And Here's Why podcast. We are new. Um, so thanks so much, David and Amanda, for having us. We can't wait to get down and dirty talking about the Hunger Games stuff. <laughs> We're going to get super cozy. <laughs> Why are we literally the worst? <laughs> Off well, to a great start. Love yeah, it. we're super excited to have you guys here and to, I guess, get really down and dirty with this book. Down and <laughs> dirty, all dangerous. right. Forget nasty, um, straight up dangerous. I was, yeah, I was going to say, I believe you said it was going to get nasty, which I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> I'm ready for it, I guess. Well, let's get down to it. Since this is a full book review, our talk is just going to be nothing but spoilers. We're not going to even bother trying to play coy yeah, and not understanding yeah. what the heck this is. This is the fourth book. Come on, guys. Get on top of it. So if you <laughs> haven't read it and you don't want it to get spoiled, go ahead and tackle the uh, uh, massive 500-page book, then come back here to process your thoughts with us. And if you have already made the journey to Pan Am, buckle up because spoiler talk is starts here. Uh, so for those of you who need a bit of a refresher, uh, this is the prequel to The Hunger Games, which is a trilogy of books published between 2008 to 2010. It has since sold, and this is true, over 26 million copy, uh, trilogy copies. So that's not just like one book. That's the entire three books, which okay. is crazy. <laughs> um and yeah and it was adapted into four feature films for some reason instead of three between tw 2012 and 2015 uh so while the original trilogy trilogy tells the story of Katniss from District 12 in the 74th Hunger Games the newest release from Suzanne Collins takes us back to the 10th Hunger Games and centers around a young I'm going to laugh every time I say his name, Coriolanus, <laughs> a young Coriolanus Snow, uh, the future president of Pan Am and future trilogy megavillain. Uh, and then this is a, a very small, tiny book fact. We won't do a full on book fact here, but in April 2020, so not too long ago, Collins and Lionsgate confirmed that plans were underway for the movie's development. This is officially being adapted. Casting has not yet begun, and it probably won't even come out for another couple of years because of uh, stuff. But director Francis Lawrence has been confirmed to return, so we're going to get more from him. Yes. Give us that content, those easy episodes. <laughs> this is going to go on forever, Amanda. Yep. yep. We're we never, never going to end. Talking about the Hunger Games. It will never end. <laughs> I don't want it to. Oh, good. <laughs> 
So what about you guys? Where did you all land? We've been talking about the Hunger Games for what feels like an eternity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what did you guys think? Where do you all land on the Hunger Games books and movies? Patchy, take it away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so honestly, I had really high hopes for this. Um, just because mm-hmm. I loved where they ended the Hunger Games. I was happy with it. I mean, would I have changed some things? Absolutely. But overall, I liked where it ended. However, I was expecting more from this prequel. So I'm still kind of confused. Mm-hmm. I have answers to a lot of questions, but I am left with confusion. Yeah, I would say for me, I loved... I loved the like just original book trilogy and the four movies are I feel like a lot of people have a lot of negative feelings but <laughs> in my head I did a really good job at like kind of separating the two just because especially towards the end of the movies like it's really not like a whole lot like the books mm-hmm. um but I mean, the first movie, first book, I just love them so much. I probably saw the first movie like five times in theaters. Like that's a lot of money I wasted. But <laughs> but I don't know. I just I love this whole universe and stuff. So obviously, I don't think that her writing was perfect throughout the whole thing. But um, I don't know. It's just it's got a special place in my in my heart. Yeah, I mean, listeners can go back and check out how Amanda and I felt about the previous trilogy. I mean, we weren't. You want to try and summarize like uh, eight hours of audio into a 30 second clip? (laughs) We weren't. I mean, long story short, we love the world. We weren't huge on the ending. There's a lot of things I think we changed. But Mm -hmm. uh, you guys bring up a big point in that this book is kind of massive. In fact, it's 500 pages. (laughs) The other Hunger Games books ended around 300-ish pages. So it's like she added Mm -hmm. an extra book at the end. Does Mm -hmm. anyone want to try to summarize what the heck happened? Because it's like... I've got this. Tons. Okay. Boom. Go for it. I've had two cups of coffee. I've been thinking about it. (laughs) I am ready. I'm going to sound like Olaf in Frozen 2 when he summarizes the first Frozen. Perfect. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I want. Okay. Snow, poor orphan boy, lives with his grandma, grandmam, and cousin Tigress. There's, their family's wealth withered away during the war, and 10 years post-war, Coriolanus is trying to make something of his life. He's going to go through a mentorship and get a full scholarship to the university, but... Everything comes crashing down. He gets a, what are they called? A tribute from District 12, the lowliest of the districts. He's paired with her and a woman at that. How offensive. He thought that he had lesser odds because she was a woman. But little did he know she had a voice and she was a snake goddess. So long story short, his tribute wins the games after much hardship and conflict, confrontations, all the things. He ends up cheating to help her win, becomes a peacekeeper, thinks that he's going to run away together with her, but psych, she has a snake bite him, and then she leaves him, and he shoots at her in the forest, and then the birds sing, and then he goes to the capital, and then he poisons the dean, and the end, he's going to be the president, married in a better relationship. Paige, that was the best summary I've ever heard in my life. Paige, you should be 
You should be the new person who voices trailers. That was like legitimately to, yeah. incredible. I'm going to start contracting <laughs> you, have, you out for what yeah. for summaries. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you have this fantastic summary voice. Oh I have gosh. not I have not heard before and I feel like it's a true talent. Oh my it's gosh, really guys. Stop. We finally found one thing I'm good at. <laughs> She's got golden uh, pipes, that girl. Uh, see, uh, amazing. The, the key is you have to start with um, sadness, you know, angsty mm-hmm. vibes, mm-hmm. and then you just come out screaming because the anger is like <laughs> rippling through your body. <laughs> and she's a yeah. woman, so <laughs> offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the book made that so clear that his disappointment stemmed from her being a female, and I was like, "That's so oh, rude," absolutely. because Katniss. I mean, yeah. I know this. Di- you know, she yeah. anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> So amazing summary. Yes. Amazing summary. Thank Thank you, Paige. Somehow, yes, all of that fit into – she stretched it into 500, I think, 17 pages. Um, (laughs) What did you – what did you guys – how do you like the story? What did you guys think? Yeah. So uh, I just (laughs) – I I feel you, Lauren. (laughs) I really loved Lucy Gray's character. She actually reminded me a lot of Effie. Um, Mm -hmm. just with kind of how whimsical she was all the time. Um, That made me super happy. Um, I loved seeing Tigress again. Um, I thought she was a great additive. Um, Grandmam was just kind of that, like, (laughs) in modern day, she would just be that racist grandma that everyone's like, all right, grandma, calm down. (laughs) Like... yeah, I I was just, I guess, kind of sad for Coriolanus because you see these flashes of humanity and goodness, but then just the structure that's been so beaten into his head of like money, impressive surname, glory, like it's just seemed to cloud and overtake his mind. And he seems to kind of self-sabotage himself with mm-hmm. Lucy, just mm-hmm. like. I don't know, thinking that she's, like, attacking him or something. Like, I don't know. That whole part was just also kind of weird. But I don't know. Eh. Yeah. I think the hardest part with this story is the fact that it is so slow-paced. It is so meandering. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing (laughs) that is driving the characters besides a scholarship at a school that if he doesn't get, he's just a little less rich. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. you really don't feel anything pushing the plot along for, I'm going to say about two thirds of the story. Well, and I got like super creepy, like if I can't have you, no one can vibes from him. And that was like super uncomfy to to read. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't quite, yeah, I didn't quite know how we were supposed to feel about, like I don't mind Snow being the protagonist. I think a lot of people Mm who, are reviewing this book right now don't like that Snow's the protagonist. I don't mind it as much. Mm-hmm. It's that I don't really understand. Like, he's the villain. Great. So give us an origin story about him becoming the villain. But, like, he's kind of a dick from page one. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. like he starts off as a good guy and then becomes less of a good guy. He's pretty much the same jerk throughout all the pages. Yeah. He just learns how to kill people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's kind of depressing. <laughs> And I think that's, like, such a good point that you brought up, too, just with a lot of reviewers being like, I don't want to have her try and convince me to like Snow. And 
I don't know. For me, I was the exact opposite. Like I was so excited to learn that he was going to be the protagonist just because I love when you can take a character that I hated so like profusely Mm -hmm. during the trilogy and then you kind of see their side of the story and it makes you pull on your heartstrings and you learn to like maybe kind of care for him in like a weird way. Um, That did not happen for me during this book as I thought it was going to. I thought I was going to see a lot more goodness in him. It makes sense that we really didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. Just to kind of show you how the Capitol has basically kind of corrupted his whole mindset um, and a lot of their mindsets. But I don't know. I liked at least having the opportunity to jump into like his side of things and see why he actually turned out the way that he did, which is awful. (laughs) Yeah. And dead. Well, and I, so I didn't hate this book. I was, I was, it was a little slow paced, but I was pretty entertained. Especially, I don't know if you guys reread the trilogy. I feel like it fits in pacing wise with Mm -hmm. the last couple of books. And I actually didn't, Hate it as much as I dislike like the third book in the trilogy, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's not bad. I just it felt a little pointless. Like it didn't feel like I thought, especially because we had like Tigress in it mm-hmm. and the start of the Hunger Games. Like I thought we were gonna like have more intrigue and like we're gonna find out like what really happened to Tigress and yeah, but like we didn't. He, we we didn't even spend a lot of time in the capital, which is what I was excited for. We spent time again in District 12. I'm like I, I don't need to, yeah. I don't need to see old District 12. New District 12 sucked. Yeah. 100%. I will say I felt like so I was hoping for more of an explanation. My dad has this theory because Snow clearly hated Katniss for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping for more of an explanation for that. Like my dad and I both thought like maybe he had beef with her grandpa or it was like her grandmother he was in love with or something. We were hoping for more of that kind of vibe to explain. I mean, maybe it's the Mockingjay thing because it it really goes into how he hates the Mockingjays and the singing. And, you know, so I'm like, it explains some of that. But I was still, like you guys said, just left with so many questions about how we got to where they were. I felt like this was mm-hmm. just like a, a sad love story gone wrong type thing. And then he's ju- he just becomes evil. I'm like, I-, I have so many questions still, like you guys said about Tigress. <laughs> Why did she become a cat lady? I'm yes. <laughs> like, where did she I really want to know. Real done? questions. <laughs> like, ugh. So many questions still that I just was hoping would be answered in that book. I'm still just left like, okay, Katniss is a swamp potato. Got it. Now <laughs> tell me something Yeah. So I, I feel like especially with – also, I'm going to say I kept – my brain kept pronouncing his name as Cornelius. So this is yeah. in like a new <laughs> development for me, and I'm still going to say that because it Coria, – Coriolanus, I can't <laughs> – I'm giggling. Yeah, Corey. Corey is a little bit better. Corey. It still sounds like you're calling him Corey, though, which is not like a sinister name. Not even a little bit. (laughs) But I feel like in this book, there was so much time spent defending his actions that happened in the third 
uh, Hunger Games book because his actions make absolutely no sense in that book. Like he, mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't get a point of view. His actions seem random and kind of mm-hmm. misguided, and so you're kind of left the entire time like, why is this dude obsessed with a 16 year old girl so much? It's <laughs> yeah. kind of creepy. <laughs> and then you come to find out at the end of this, it's like, oh, it's because he got broken up with with a 16 year old girl from District the 12. Same. Yeah, and he's yeah. still kind of hurt the by same it. Song. Yeah, singing the same song they were using in the propaganda videos. Yeah. Oh, the hanging tree song was not the yeah. damn. I had chills when I read it because I thought of the movie and I like mm-hmm. here the hanging that actually took place that was mentioned in the book. Um, what was his name? Was it Arlo? Was the guy's name that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just like, oh heck no, absolutely not. Didn't appreciate <laughs> them including that. Well, okay, so what do you guys think? There's quite a bit of, like, quote, fan service, um, mm-hmm. like, callbacks to the original trilogy. What did you guys think of them? And do you think it was worth stuffing this book full of them? So I <laughs> I actually kind of liked some of the, like, little hat tips and stuff to the old trilogy more than I liked the bigger events that happened in this book. Like, yeah, um, I liked, like, the whole thing with, like, lucky flickerman i like that later on yeah. his descendant <laughs> is caesar and like that part was, yeah, yeah it took me excellent. a minute to, to connect that yeah i good. loved that um again like loved seeing tigress back um the swamp potato and she's like mm, i like katniss better and i'm like okay um <laughs> the cranes the heavens bees yeah and just mm-hmm, like the whole mm-hmm. mocking jays like you get more reasoning to why he hates them so much is because to him that's just the rebels and they killed his family essentially like okay we get it but I felt like the bigger the bigger moments like randomly at the end of part two when all of a sudden it's just like I'm a peacekeeper now I'm like (laughs) what (laughs) like okay I guess I don't know I appreciated like some of the smaller moments a lot better the new the new um arena I feel like is going to be really cool to see in a movie though I'm super pumped for that the Hunger Games as a series has always been more interesting as a world and an idea Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. like the little plot points I've always found. So like my favorite parts of the book are seeing the hunger games getting developed where it was like previously Mm -hmm. perceived as a, like a war punishment and seeing its Mm -hmm. transformation into a television show. That Mm -hmm. was interesting to me. Like that part of the book is some of my favorite moments of realizing like, oh, that's where that came from or that's where how this started out and seeing how tributes were treated before it became, you know, a big thing. A senior project. And how the mentors, yeah, were in school. They were were children themselves, you know? I'm like, how is a child going to tell another child how to kill someone and win the Hunger Games? You know, it's Mm -hmm. insane. Mm -hmm. I also really liked uh, Dr. Gall. I thought she was really creepy and great. Super oh, when creepy. we get to our casting points, mm, mm-hmm. I have the perfect. <laughs> yeah. The perfect. Right. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of characters, let's dive a little bit more into that. Oh, what God. were some of your thoughts for, <laughs> on some of your favorite characters? Okay, I just want to say real quick, we talked about how most of us listen to the audiobook. <laughs> I thought I thought Sejanus 
was Sir, Sir. Janus yep. the whole time. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, And then I was actually looking something up in the book real quick, uh, and I saw it written out, and I was like, oh, ah, okay. I <laughs> These names are wild, guys. I was so confused about that because I'm like, okay, if he started out in District 2 and he yes. was supposed to be like just normal yes. civilian trash, why would they give him a name like Sir Janus? I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, there's like nobility in old yeah. capital and old pen M. No, it's no. just it's just a weird no. name. <laughs> well, all these na- Amanda, all these names are terrible. They are <laughs> there is zero so good bad. names. The only That's good tragic. name is Lucy Gray, and she took yes. that from a previously made piece of material. All of these yeah. names are yeah. terrible. I didn't pronounce any of them in my head. I was uh, like, I just read the names and I was just like, all right, that's the S, that's S name number one, S name number yeah. two. <laughs> when I started the book, I was like, there's no way I'm going to remember these names. Like, obviously I did, but like, what was the one? Clemencia and Little Clemmy and Little Fetus. I'm like, I'm not going to remember yeah. any of this. <laughs> oh, I'm just still not over. Peta, like the fact that he <laughs> was a baker and worked with bread, and she named him Peta, Peta yeah, bread. Not great. I'm still yeah. upset about just that, let alone all of these dumb names. Well, I, f- I feel like she's very like these are very clearly like Roman names that mm-hmm. she took from like the Roman times, mm-hmm. and I feel like like we get it. We get that you're taking, inf- like you're taking inspiration from Roman times. You don't need it, like. This is supposed to be like future United Sna- States. When did we go from like Jessica to Clemencia? <laughs> I feel like that's a really that. big leap. I was like, and what are some basic girl names? Like, you know, who, who's like Tom or something. Yeah. And Bill. then you have all these guys. I'm like, is that normal? Like, like was she uh, just taking a stroll through Home Depot because there was <laughs> lamina, like laminate, demigloss? Yeah. Semi gloss yeah. finish on wood. Like, I don't know. Someone's <laughs> name is hilarious. It's just, yeah. She's broken the fourth wall at that point. She's like, I want you to laugh at my names. And David, I'm interested when when you kept reading Lepidus, were you seeing Lapidos like the Pokemon? Because <laughs> yes, I was. 100%. I thought, yeah, 100%. Especially yeah. in the audiobook, I'm like, she did not name someone a Pokemon. <laughs> like, I had to I- look that up. I hated how the guy in the audiobook said the stuff to not even just the names, but everything. I got nervous because I started reading the book, um, the hard mm-hmm. copy. And then I was listening like after chapter five to the audio. And I was like, there's definitely singing in this book. Is he going to sing? Yeah. And so I'm like getting nervous about it. And just his tone and how he would use a voice for the grand ma'am. So and Lucy, bad. Yes. Lucy's voice. He's like, oh. I don't know. Oh, no. I'm like, ew, oh, why? Yeah. Just talking to your normal voice. We know that she's talking because you say Lucy's yeah. dead or whatever. I'm like, please stop. It made me so uncomfy and I did not enjoy his rendition of anything. Yeah, I'm, I was just saying he gives Lucy Gray like a, this accent and <laughs> she just sounds like a dumb Stupid. country singer. Yeah, no. really bad. Like yeah. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I had her. She was like my favorite character because in my head she sounded like much more confident and slick. But yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like terrible. No, in the audio, but she's just like, okay, honey. Oh and no. Like, oh, no. <laughs> that's and all I cringed. Oh, I mm, no. cringed every time that 
they called their grandma grandmam. Yeah. I, like, I'm just gonna in- be honest, I liked it. I like grandmam oh, because I think no. it's sweet. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. I <laughs> like I feel like it didn't the like South, something you'd say. Well, well okay, no, grandmam, because you know, yeah. see manners and things. See, but this is why people up north don't say that is because it sounds weird coming out of not a country accent. So when he's talking in <laughs> yeah. Coriolanus's voice in the yeah. audiobook and he's like, it's not even just grandmam, it's the grandmam. And I'm like, that is aggressive. That is aggressive. I love it. If I were a queen grandma and rich and stuff, I would be like, you can address me as the grandmam. I need an official title. It's, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it does. It does make me wonder, like, where they are. Like, I thought that – aren't they supposed to be in, like, the Pacific Northwest? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they have, like – they have such weird things, like weird names, weird sayings. Grandmam is weird. It just doesn't seem like it fits that region, but – And let's talk about the them. food that they eat real quick. That's sad to <laughs> think I can go to the store right now and buy literally whatever I want to eat, and they're, like – eating cabbage soup every night i'm like yeah. that is but you don't understand tragic. it fills the cabbage soup fills the air of poverty <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst line of the book oh god i almost put the book down that was like what like page three and i was yeah, like oh, it was, no, i don't yeah, know if i can do this <laughs> yikes big yikes now quick question on the audiobook version uh because mm-hmm. you know reading this and seeing that there were so many songs i was wondering if i was mm-hmm. missing out uh do they sing the songs in the audiobook no no nope. it's like a okay, whisper he does change tone but yeah. it, i don't know how to describe it, it it's so odd he reads he, it like a poem yes Okay, I'm a bit disappointed by that because I secretly right? think that Suzanne Collins wrote this book so that she can put out a solo album. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> because there are like a thousand songs in here and I know There's she like jams loved working. Sure. Yeah, she loved working with like the Lumineers back when they like mm-hmm. made music for the movies. So I think she secretly wanted to be in like an early 2010s folk band and just like never pursued it. <laughs> yes. There's there's so much, absolutely. There's so much like written song in this book. It definitely feels like her pitch to like create her own album for sure. Uh, The funniest song by far was like their ode to Pan M that they kept singing. Oh, it's great. And he he would do like his Coriolanus voice is like a great Pan M, and I was like, oh boy. (laughs) Or Grandmam doing it in the morning. That is me with the national anthem. Singing uh, it, like screaming it, and it doesn't sound great, but I'm just loyal, you know? <laughs> be patriotic. Uh, uh, yeah, I am the most patriotic. <laughs> you are you are grandmam. That is you. Yeah, I've tried Grandmam Page. So when we lived in Florida, there was this one radio station, and every morning on the way to work, my husband and I had one car at the time. And so we would drive together to work, and this one radio station, like clockwork, would play the national anthem, and I would try and sing it, and he would turn it. He's like, Yeah, we're not doing that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, please, this is my jam. Oh my God. <sighs> Your husband is a strong man. Yeah, God bless him. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you are already halfway there to being your own version of Grandmam Someday, Paige. I'm pretty Uh, proud. Thank you so much. I just need to 
uh, develop a green thumb because currently all my plants are dying. So that's something we've <laughs> Ooh, got to work got some on. Time. Yeah, you got some time for that. <laughs> yeah, big yikes. <laughs> so I'm really interested in asking you guys what you thought of the romance because there yes, was that's what I'm dying so to talk about too. much importance of a stupid romance in the original trilogy. I know some people love it. Anyone who's listened to our episodes knows I rant about how terrible it is every single time. <laughs> so I want to hear about what you guys thought of the Coriolanus <laughs> in Lucie <laughs> Uh, romance. The coral anus romance, yes. yes. <laughs> so I thought, okay, in the beginning, I was really trying to justify um, all of his actions. I wanted to see the good in him because that's just how I am with people. I'm looking and looking, but I started to realize everything that he did that was seemingly good, it only benefited him in a way. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. I'm following this love storyline. And as the book is progressing, they were so focused on that. I was like, she Mm -hmm. has to die in the end. Like there has to be something tragic that happens to lead him to one, leave her just based off of how the book was going, that he just had to find her. And, you know, he risk his name and all this just to help her win and then just for her to turn on him in the woods and kind of just run away and let a snake bite him I was like that was so stupid like you could have at least killed her (laughs) off or something tragic just to make him hate life and you know go pursue his future in the capital but I was like oh my gosh I hated the way the love story went I'm like we should have just totally taken that out and found a different route because it wasn't worth the read yeah, agreed. I actually loved the way it fell apart at the end. I I think yeah. it's, I think it was an interesting turn. So I think I didn't buy the love romance any of it from like the beginning. I for sure thought that Lucy Gray was playing him and or he was like kind of just doing it to I don't know, get her to trust him a little bit more or something like that. I didn't think it was going to pan out. I never really felt like he had a lot of <laughs> pan out. For her. I see what you did. There. <laughs> nice. Right, go ahead. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but like as soon as they were like sneaking around and planning on running away. There's this side note. There's this hilarious part at the end of the, the book, which was maybe my favorite part where Lucy's like, oh, go find some bait for the fish in the mud. And he's like, with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> with my bare like, oh. hands. I was like, oh, there he is. There's that rich jerk. <laughs> yeah. True color. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I always thought that like she was – Like, the romance was happening kind of for the Hunger Games, and she was going to win it and then be in the capital, and he was going to somehow poison her in the end. That's what I thought was going to happen. Um, And he did end up turning on her in the end from his, like, own paranoia. Uh, But I think she ended up turning on him just because she figured out that he he turned in Sir Janus. Yeah. I think that's Mm -hmm. what ended up happening. Yeah, I found myself weirdly buying this way more than I really did the previous romance not not just like I don't I like to your point Amanda I didn't think they were like actually in love it felt like two people mm-hmm. playing the best cards that they were given yeah and figuring it out from there 
I weirdly loved the District 12 section at the end, I think because it turned into like a completely different story and it almost felt like it should have mm-hmm. just been its a own. Book. Yeah, its own different yeah. book, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe she did have that and then just cut it in here instead to not make two prequels. But yeah, I found the District 12 story so interesting because they had like this maybe very hot romance from like having to deal with the Hunger Games together and just survive. And then they get into real life and realize they have nothing in common. Sure. They are <laughs> completely opposite. And the dude spent two hours camping and then had a mental breakdown and almost killed everybody. So... Yeah. <laughs> It was it was something I actually kind of bought by the end of it, uh, of especially the imagery of him trying to like shoot the birds yeah. in the trees or the mockingjays mm-hmm, yeah. in the trees while he was just going insane. Maybe it's me being future Francis Lawrence directing that scene, but I saw that as <laughs> really cool, and I I kind of can't wait to see that in the screen. I think yeah, I think it'll turn out pretty cool. I just always thought that Lucy Gray was smarter yes. than that. I like she's like been out in the world. She's only 16, but she's already dated and been betrayed and like sent to the Hunger Games and had to kill people. So I always thought that she was just smarter than that, that she had like a better survival instinct than like trusting this. It kind of bugs me how everybody just trusted him all the time. He wasn't very nice. (laughs) No. And everyone's like, you're like my brother. Here are my deepest secrets. I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? To be fair, though, I I feel like a lot of the like poor thoughts that we have of him are like a lot of his just like inner monologues. That's like true. he says yeah. a lot of awful things like not out in the open. And then when he does talk to like especially Clemencia and stuff like he's very like buddy buddy like he sounds very fr- he's just a kiss ass like that's just yeah. the person yeah. that he is. So of course people are going to be like super charmed with him and just like they love him and i'm like ugh, if only you could read what i'm reading then you'd mm-hmm. hate him but <laughs> yeah you're typical d-bag so yeah, yeah i agree all like the creepy possessiveness mm-hmm. i was like bleh, oh bleh, bleh. yeah That's so gross mm-hmm. ugh. i just wish that he could survive a little bit more camping because as someone who loves camping this was very bad advertising <laughs> for camping <laughs> The dude just, like, like couldn't stand it. On the flip side, I feel like this is a very accurate representation of what it's like to go camping. So I kind of understand. So, Amanda, you would last two hours before you'd break down and try to kill me? Before I started shooting into the woods, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Dig up these holes with my hands? Dig up worms with my hands Like a peasant? Where's my gun? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. I will say I agree with David. I bought into it at the very beginning mm-hmm. and then towards the end I was like, ugh, I actually don't like them together. So then when that all kind of unraveled, I was like, you go Lucy Gray, you deserve so much better. So much better. Yeah. Every part I really liked was between Snow and Dr. what's her name again? Dr. Gall. Yeah. Snow and Dr. Gall. Anytime like they were being like super villains together i was like okay i'm here for this story mm-hmm. uh so i just like i wanted more of that yeah but like whenever dr gall and uh uh coriolanus were talking together <laughs> 
it felt like a very dumb like college discussion that you have when you're drunk and you're high and it's 2 a.m. and you're like, are we just absolutely. monsters in the end, guys? Like, yes, absolutely. Like, yes. like, yo, like that's how I felt. And I was like, this is a weird conversation. Yeah, no, it was super weird conversation all the time. It was super over the top. And I just wanted her to lean into it and have them be just like the most villain villains. Well, and I wish they would have touched on her, like, crazy experiments a little bit more. Like, he's walking through her lab and sees, like, a human snake thing or, like, Mm -hmm. something along those lines. And I'm like, you can't just put in those crazy things and just, like, not ask them ever again. Yeah, there's a point where Clementia gets yeah, right. Uh, Clementia gets bit by snakes and like half turned into a snake person. Yeah. And I want yeah. to know never why. Talked I talked about. Yes. Like nobody mentioned, like nobody even talks about how half her skin are like scales now. What if yeah. that's what yeah. happened to Tigress if she got bit by a tiger? Oh, right. that's the, that's cat what powers, y'all. Cat powers. <laughs> we would know. Meow. I wish we could know. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about this in our previous episodes, Amanda, but this is, again, a very ineffective, authoritative government because yes. they keep <laughs> killing all of their students. Like, they're dropping yeah. like flies. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. say, though, I thought it was interesting the way that the Hunger Games came to be because I always wondered that. And so yeah, I feel like that's when Snow was really like, this is my destiny because mm-hmm. his father was part of that project. So I was like, okay, yeah. well, that has some relevance. but And now you, you figure out why Dean Highbottom wasn't like super into all the publicity of him kind of being the creator of this thing. Yeah, because he didn't I even felt really bad for him at the end. It. Yeah. Or should I, I, I thought- say Dean Longbottom? <laughs> <laughs> High as the thought- kite bottom. <laughs> Ooh, oh my it. god i thought the dean was gonna end up being on the rebel side i thought that's mm-hmm. why he's acting so weird that would have been I, a better character arc honestly but i think so too i think it would have been a better surprise at the end mm-hmm. for sure well i wanted to spend more time uh in the capital seeing Definitely. people's point of view on the hunger mm-hmm. games because what yeah. was interesting about this story this time around is the capital was very fragile like they mm-hmm. felt like they were on the brink of collapse as well. And it felt like the Hunger Games was only adding to that fragility rather than adding to it. And right. so mm-hmm. s- seeing how they treated the tributes, putting them in cages at zoos, not feeding them, the citizens of the capital being uncomfortable, that was all mm-hmm. really interesting. And I almost wanted mm-hmm. more conflict with Snow or at least more... Uh, point of views that came out with the students or something like that because it was really just Sir Janus or Surgenus or whatever you say his name (laughs) sort of being this voice of reason speaking up the entire time right I kind of wish this story was told from Tigress's point of view that would have been awesome Mm. I think she's a much more interesting character and sure and to have like her cousin like for her to think that her cousin is like a good person and yeah. then turn out to be like an ultimate villain, I think would have been really interesting. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But anyway, uh, any other thoughts before we dive into how we're going to cast this? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm ready for the casting. I'm okay, so ready. Okay. 
Uh, so let's talk about – casting hasn't started yet with this. Let's talk about who we are going to cast in this movie uh, because obviously Hollywood is listening in on this podcast. And of course. Take notes from us. Obviously. Mm-hmm. They're always <laughs> They've been taking to- notes. Always. Yes. <laughs> hey, Susan. We know you're listening. We know, we know you're listening. Susan is mad at me. Susan's pissed. She's like, I love my names. <laughs> Oh God, little fetus! <laughs> um, who would you guys cast in this movie? Paige, I know you're just dying to tell us. So. I want to hear Paige. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I only did a few, so I'll give you my top okay. five. Okay. All right. Oh okay. God. Okay. Only a few. <laughs> okay. Just a couple. So for... is this for is this for one character or like no, no, no. just the five people you want to see? Okay, okay. I picked out like got five significant characters. I did too. I picked out five too. So I just got one, but yes, on the oh, same page. Okay. So um, <laughs> for um, Coriolanus, I was mm-hmm. thinking Will Poulter, um, oh, or Lucas Till, just because mm. he's nice to look at. So if we were because everyone, there you go. This is my thing. With Will Poulter, he's not – I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. Will, when you listen to this, I'm sorry. But he's not <laughs> appealing to the eye. And I know that part of <laughs> Coriolanus was his charm and stuff. And to me, charm mm-hmm. means you are just naturally good-looking as well as having that personality. So that's why I was like, oh, well, maybe Lucas Till because, you know, he's just the good old boy and, you know, he'll just need an accent and stuff. Um <laughs> For Lucy Gray, I thought Dove Cameron because she is young and I feel like mm. she could maybe portray that young character, but she can also sing really well. And I want to see someone that mm. can both sing and act that way. They're not, I don't know. So for the plinth boy, Lauren, you're going to love this. Dylan O'Brien. I'm thinking just a cutie patootie, <laughs> loves his country, and he's just always trying to help other people, selfless. Um, be good. For, yeah, That's I thought he'd one. be yeah. so cute Versus for that. Janus. Um, mm-hmm. Dean Highbottom, Macaulay Culkin, total crackhead vibes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Swinging with the fences for that one. Uh- and then lastly what? for Dr. Gall. That is not what I was expecting for him. No, not at all. I was thinking, who's someone that's sickly and would oh really feel that? And that's the vibe I got. And then lastly, Dr. Gall, Sandra Bullock. She would be a total Sandra. bad Sandra. I love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sandra's a good one. Sandra would be Sandra's pretty a, good. Sandra's a grab. Thank you, folks. Okay. Oh I'm God. bowing so virtually. For- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I agree on most of those, actually. Uh, I think uh, I thought of Dean Highbottom being more like James Spader or something like that. Yeah, like somebody older. that'd be cool. With like an intense voice or something like that. Somebody with yeah. uh, some gravitas. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, I think Dylan O'Brien is actually pretty good for Sejanus. I couldn't yeah. think of somebody that's both like likable, but mm-hmm. like would have to be like a pretty sympathetic like character still and – yeah. And a, a fairly good actor. He has a lot of screen time in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for Coriolanus, I chose I – can't, I can't remember how to say his first name. Dacra Mo- Montgomery, the guy from uh, – Dacker? Um, Dacker, oh, is that how you say it? From mm-hmm. Stranger Things? I thought, Yeah, from Stranger Things. I thought he'd be pretty oh, good. Oh, okay. Because he has like a villain that. vibe a little. Yeah, but yeah. he also – 
has played like a good guy. He's a really strong actor, and I think he yeah. could really pull off kind of like the dual role. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I could one. see that. See, yeah, I yeah. went a different route with Coriolanus where I wanted Timothy Charlemagne because <laughs> first of all, I could do Interesting. An, I could do He's an hour long. grow up to be Donald Sutherland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, but like I could do an hour long podcast talking about this dude and how freaking weird he is, but <laughs> I love him because he kind of teeters on this edge of being like snooty, stuck up rich yeah. guy, but also very charming and down to earth. And I and feel like you need to find hair. that balance. He's mm-hmm. got the curly hair, which was a big deal. So, But Coriolanus does grow a beard in this movie, and I don't really see Timothy <laughs> ever do that. This is what CGI is for, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> for CGI beard? Yes. For <laughs> Timothy Chalamet? Bleh. No way. For my Coriolanus pick, I mm-hmm. chose Richard Madden. Um... I think that he would be fantastic for my Game of Thrones fans. He is Rob, Rob Stark. Oh, yeah. He would be pretty good, actually. I thought that he would have been phenomenal just because he's got the poise down, mm-hmm. and I feel like he could play a really good kind of creepy, like just like the whole you thing where it's like, oh, yeah. no one can have you. Or if, if I can have you, no one can. Like I feel like he'd be really good at that. Plus... I could see him aging into what President I could, Snow yeah, I looks guess. like. In- he does have he does have that thick beard. So mm-hmm. I can, I the dude's <laughs> also in his mid thirties, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I couldn't play someone young. But, uh, yeah, just gotta you know. Okay, it's, here's it's, the thing. It's modern times. Okay. <laughs> if we're getting Richard Madden, I want to go and swing for the fences with Lucy Gray and just bring Taylor Swift in. Okay. Need a voice. <laughs> she made her film de- debut on The Giver. Let's give her some oh, more true. team no. dystopia. Okay. No, but she'd be terrible. Swift, she is so like, well, she was really like folky. So I could totally mm-hmm. see that. Like see? It, when she was in the Hannah Montana movie, that song she sang about crazier, that's total Lucy Gray. There we go. I could see that. There we go. I could see it. We got, okay. We got we two, two votes, votes for T-Swift. <laughs> for <laughs> For Lucy Gray, I wanted to see Lily James from uh, yeah. the second Mamma Mia because, I mean, obviously yes. she can sing too. And I feel like she's that perfect, like, she's very pretty, but she's like very natural. So, like, it's more believable coming from like District 12, where obviously makeup yeah. isn't like a thing, really. Um, I mean, I actually, I think she does wear some makeup, though. Yeah, she in does. In District yeah. 12, just being yeah. in her covey and stuff like that. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like she also gives that good. She played Donna very well in Mamma Mia. So clearly she's got like, the whimsical free yeah, spirit thing going on. I can on. see that. I like yeah. that you cast the leads from the live action Cinderella story. Into I know. I really did. Because <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure I got her name right. So I like I just Googled Cinderella cast and I Finally mm-hmm. figured out her name, and I was like, oh, Richard Madden? I was like, he'd be a good <laughs> Coriolanus. So that was just like two birds with one stone right there. Win, I, win. I actually think, yeah, Lily James, I think, is almost a perfect casting Easy. for Lucy Gray. Yeah. Yeah. I, I picked uh, um, Amanda Stenberg, who played Rue in the original. I just thought that would be a cool Ooh. callback. I'd like that. Oh, I'm all that about that. That would be really cool. I think she'd be a good fit for that role, but I thought it'd be cool. Uh, I thought it'd be a cool wink to like the original trilogy. 
I honestly think this movie is going to be great because some of the hardest parts of this book are the inner monologue portions. And when you Mm -hmm. take that away and you streamline the plot, I think this is going to be kind of a very nice movie. Like they really do split it up into three good acts. I yeah. hope so. Like how Lauren sure. was saying how the old Hunger Games were. I would love to see that on the screen. Like I feel like that's going to be oh, a good yeah. time. It's Get definitely going to be more gory for sure. Yeah. yeah. And the parts with like the killer snakes. I feel like that would be really cool. Yeah. yeah how they're like neon and like the venom mm-hmm. is like different colors. Like it's going to be really bright and cool. Ugh. I'm so ready for it. It's gonna. Oh, be I hope yeah. they have a good CGI budget, though. I can see that <laughs> yeah. just like going in the toilet real quick. Yeah, yeah. Like I those don't know how dogs Lions from the other stadium. one, the oh, first yeah. one. Those dogs were terrible. Ew. Not good. Not <laughs> good. I actually rewatched um, Hunger Games and The Mockingjay on Friday night or Thursday night. Oh, sorry. did you? Um, just because I was like, oh my gosh, this book's getting me in the Hunger Game vibe. So I'll probably watch Mockingjay part one and two tonight. Don't judge me. <laughs> no, well, have fun. <laughs> yeah, Amanda, Amanda and I recommend just sort of skipping part one, to be honest. It's oh, pretty yeah. boring. It's a drag. Um, so this book has had some mixed reviews out there. Mm-hmm. Um, people are kind of mean on Goodreads, but overall has had mainly positive reviews. I think it's still trending around four stars. Do you guys think that she's planning on writing more of these? Um, I'd, uh, I'd be hard pressed to find out that she completely closed the door on this world. I just feel like she has barely scraped the surface. If she doesn't, I think that's fine um, just because I wasn't like I didn't hate this book. It just wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be. So if she right. doesn't write another thing, I'm not going to be like, oh, shucks, that other one was so good. Like mm-hmm. maybe just take a little bit more of a break and come back to it when you're not <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. So I hope that it's better if she writes another one. I would love yeah. to see another book if they could pick up maybe in his middle aged years, you know, maybe like mm-hmm. when Katniss's parents are a thing. Like I would like to learn more just about that time frame, not even District 12 necessarily, but just like we were talking about earlier with the Capitol and how things are advancing and that type of thing. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would even go back further because one thing they still haven't answered is like, what the heck was the cause of this war and why do they hate yeah, each other so days? much? How yeah. did it go yeah. from North America to Pan Am? Like, what was that transition? Well, I mean, look at our country right now if we're being Okay, let, we're, like- we're making it a little too real now. <laughs> <laughs> this just in, folks. The Hunger Games will be happening soon. No. <laughs> It's just in. States have been destroyed. Now our districts. Yeah, literally. Uh, but I, I want to see like, like what's see, going on. Yeah, I just yeah. want to see something from another district. Like, do not even yes. freaking mention District Twelve in your next installment. Yeah. Like, I would like to see character. Like, I don't know why I keep going back to it, but District Four just seems so interesting to me. I feel like a lot of District Four are supposed to grow up to be like warriors, and they're more of like a proud district. So it'd be interesting to see something from that point of view. Just literally anything else, like honestly, just a brief history lesson would be nice. You know, (laughs) tell us like 
we just said about the war, pre-war, what happened, how all the districts, how did people form districts? You know, was mm-hmm. it, hey, we like to do this. Let's go over here with these guys that like the same thing as us. Like, what? how did it happen? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's not a matter of likes. I think it's about location. Like, it's broken up mm-hmm. into the different states, like just where certain things are. Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is like the Coveys, how they traveled um, between the districts. I'm like, you know, do you get to pick which district you want to go to? Can you kind of just switch it up how oh, they did, you know? Okay. And like, how, yeah, how do people choose to end up in certain districts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Suzanne, I'm going to give yeah. you a great idea. You can steal it, make a million dollars. But... <laughs> I what I think would be great is instead of a full novel, give us a collection of short stories and vignettes of other districts throughout the time between this book and the 74th Hunger Games. This way she could touch on multiple Hunger Games. She could tell stories from different districts. She can even do it like Star Wars did this a little bit ago where they allowed other writers to tell stories within the universe and they were just short stories. Ooh, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. That would be so good. Take all my money. Yeah. There you go, Suzanne. I agree. I yeah, take that take that money and run with it, please. <laughs> I I agree. I think um old like different stories than what we've seen before would be fun. Um I highly doubt this is her last book that she'll ever write. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that we've all gone in too deep. We're going to have to read whatever she comes out with next. Oh yeah, we're Honestly, too far yeah. ahead. Yeah. 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 And we need more episodes, you know? We just really need more episodes. (laughs) More content. (sighs) Uh, Any other thoughts as we wrap up here, guys? Um, Any nitpicks that you guys want to throw in real quick? Mine was mine was the worms in the dirt. I thought that was so freaking hilarious. I could not (laughs) stop laughing at that. Mine isn't as much of a nitpick as much as something that I just thought was like super poetic and awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess just Lucy Gray's name. The first name mm-hmm. is they get to pick a ballad, and then their second name is a color. But with hers, she kind of got the jackpot because it was the 1799 poem just called Lucy Gray uh, by William Wordsworth. And mm-hmm. I thought it was super poetic how it's about the ghost of a girl that gets lost in a snowstorm, specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of her whole plot line i feel like maybe that was susan's intention to begin with was showing that you know lucy gray can get caught up in coriolanus's charm and then at the end be like whoa wait you are not Mm -hmm. the person who i thought you were we're very different so i'm gonna just run into these woods bye (laughs) (laughs) so that was just something that i really try that yeah no, that that's honestly this book goes back and forth because sometimes you get great moments of writing like that where it just calls back and it's incredible. But mm-hmm. then there's times like at the start of the book where I'm currently looking all five quotes she includes at the top that reminds <laughs> me. And I may I I don't know if you guys have done this, but there, when you used to play Call of Duty and died, there would quotes <laughs> would come up. And the quotes were always ridiculous because they'd be like, hey, guys, war is bad. I don't know if you knew that, but like war is bad. And that's what it feels like this book is doing. Where it's like, listening, hey, guys, you guys yeah. don't know the themes. These are the themes. I'm giving it listening to you. Yeah. It almost made me ditch the book in the beginning. I almost text <laughs> David. I'm like, I don't know if we can do this because it was like 
so many quotes in the beginning and he would finish one and then he would start another. I'm like, no, is this another quote? Suzanne, why? Yeah, I skipped it. Honestly, it started playing for the audiobook, and I was like, what is this? I thought it was just like (laughs) beginning credits or something. You know how they do that. And I was like, this is what the hell? So I was like 15 (laughs) seconds, 15 seconds skip, just like hammering that button. Yeah, it was bad. Smart. Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty bad. No bueno. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that will wrap us up for today. Thank you for listening. And special thanks to our guests, Lauren and Paige. Uh, Lauren and Paige, where can our listeners find you online and follow what you're doing? Um, You can find us on Instagram. I am at Lauren H. Writes, and our podcast is and here's why underscore pod. And you can find me at page.hollandsworth. And you can follow my puppies, Ace Face, Lulu oh Baby, Soft Ears. <laughs> I mean, what? What? <laughs> it's this actually at aceface.lulubaby if you wanted to check out that content. But, you know. <laughs> Just going to go follow that. Right All right. Clicking click it and clack it in here. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and who was it that gave Luna the the nickname Luna Baby Softies? Um, that as well as Luna Tuna Fish, that was Lauren. <laughs> All credit. Adorable. Yeah. Luna Tuna Fish is a really great name. It's right? pretty great. Yeah, so really it works because her breath stinks. So <laughs> gross. gross. That's super gross. <laughs> and I know exactly and, uh, the smell. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can picture it perfectly. Uh, David, where can listeners find us? You all can subscribe to get new episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. So iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever the heck you listen to, we're probably on there. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at, at AdaptedPod. Uh, you can also send us suggestions on our big episodes or if there's more things you just want us to review and talk about and rant for a little bit uh, by emailing stuff at AdaptedPod.com. Special thanks to Catlow for our intro and outro music. Uh, you'll be listening to Astoria Ditmars, and you can find more chill tracks, you know, on uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. And you can join us next Thursday for our regular episode where we read the book and watch the movie and tell you all about it. Until then, whatever doesn't turn you into a snake just makes you stronger. Ooh, oh, that's good. That's good. Uh- <laughs> thanks, thanks. Until then, I love cabbages. You can't I was trash on cabbages. <laughs> Until then, don't heat up cabbage soup because poverty. <laughs> <laughs>